0: Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Trust and Thrive with me, Tara Mont. I hope you've been having a wonderful start to the new year. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes you've heard. And I made a whole episode on the pressure to start fresh and to feel like everything has to be different in the new year. And it's not always the case. So be easy on yourself. If you're not necessarily where you want to be, that's okay. You're moving forward and just trust yourself to keep going you know, the new year doesn't have to be perfect. I know a lot of people who've gotten the flu, just be easy on yourself. I actually just had my wisdom teeth taken out about three days ago, a little less than three days ago, and I had all four taken out. I had two that were impacted, so the recovery is a little harder for those. And if I sound kind of like I don't know if nasally is the right word, just closed off. It's because I'm not fully opening my mouth because my jaw is in a lot of pain and I'm still recovering from that. So I'm kind of being careful with how much I talk and move my mouth. But overall, the recovery is going well. So for this week's episode, we have Ashley Nell Tipton on the show. Ashley is a fashion designer who won Project Runway season 14 in 2015. She was born in San Diego Her passion for fashion started at a very young age where she learned to sew on her grandmother's sewing machine when she was just seven years old and only continued to grow her talents from there. Ashley went on to attend Fashion Careers College where she got her A.A. in Fashion Design and Technology. Her senior collection at Fashion Careers College was highlighted in the annual Golden Hanger Fashion Awards. She's also showed her collection at New York's Full Figured Fashion Week in 2012. After entering and winning Project Runway in 2015, Ashley signed a contract with clothing retail giant J.C. JCPenney to design and be the face of their plus-size boutique. She has also designed plus-size patterns for simplicity and her own jewelry line for K&M accessories. Gifted in understanding the needs of the plus size consumer, Ashley released her first line of apparel and eyewear in November of 2017 and continues to work as a design consultant for other plus size establishments. Ashley designed her own plus size collection and has so much going on right now. If you wanna learn more about Ashley after the interview, all her information will be in the description of this episode. You can tell she has such a genuine passion for what she does. It was also really interesting hearing about the behind the scenes of Project Runway and all the success, kind of what she went through and what you don't really necessarily see on TV or or what you would expect. We talked a lot about imposter syndrome and some struggles that come with success. And I also found so much inspiration in her story because she shares how she started working at retail stores and how she had the courage to apply for Project Runway and how that changed her life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a really inspiring one. So with that said, let's get right into it with Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you. So I wanted to start off asking you if you can tell us a little more about yourself and overall your passion for fashion.
1: Uh, My name is Ashley Nell Tipton. I am from San Diego, California. I'm 28 years old and I am a plus size fashion designer. I've been creating clothing Um, Since I was a kid, uh, I remember making my first garment for myself at the age of 16. And I've always had a love for arts and crafts and putting things together and developing an idea all the way to a final product. I absolutely love the journey of figuring things out and coming up with um, the way to make it come to life,
0: I love that, and so, I mean, a lot of people don't really know what their passion is or they're still figuring it out, and I think that's amazing that you know you have such a deep passion for fashion. So, like you said, is that something you were always interested in? Did you know you wanted to go into that field?
1: Um, growing up, I had learned at a very young age that I had a learning disability, which was dyslexic, and I knew that there was something different about me growing up because I didn't really like to read or write. I always loved to draw and use my hands to create art. And when I was seven years old, my grandmother taught me how to sew by hand and then gradually moved me onto her grandmother's sewing machine where she taught me how to sew on a machine. And after that, I just continued to make things for my Barbie dolls and um, for myself and just really enjoying making art. And it got to a point where my grandma would show me all these really cool arts and crafts and I would make so much of this project, um, for an example, she would teach me how to make Christmas ornaments and how to paint them. And I created so many that I didn't know what to do with them, that I started selling my artwork at the age of like ten years old.
0: That's amazing. And that's so lucky that you had people in your life who, Acknowledge that and appreciated your talent because it's so easy like at that age too if you're not good at a specific subject you feel like you're inadequate and like you have to be good at math or history and so do you think you felt that way at all that you know like maybe I'm more creative but you felt bad that maybe you weren't doing as great in another subject
1: I definitely, definitely didn't feel like I was doing great in other subjects, but when it came to math, drawing, arts, anything, I really, really excelled, and my parents were very aware of how artistic I was as a child. Um, My father also is dyslexic, so I think he had a better understanding at a for me at a very young age, knowing that I was going to have a different upbringing um, because of having a disability. So he was very supportive of me not being able to read, but also trying to help me by, you know, purchasing Hooked on Phonics for me to try to help me, but was also there to help me with any creativity projects. Like I remember my father... um, getting me a desk from the secondhand store and actually uh, reconstructing the desk so that I can actually drop my sewing machine in it and have a sewing table. So my parents were very, very supportive through the whole um, journey of me wanting to be artistic. And they even got me homeschooled with art. And like I said, very supportive that I thank my parents and my grandmother for you know, always helping me throughout the way.
0: That's wonderful. And were your parents as creative as you? Were you inspired by them? Or do you think this is something you just kind of developed on your own?
1: I think I was inspired by both of my parents. My my father is, I, I like to say, a MacGyver where he has a problem and he will find a way to solve it or find a way to fix it um, without calling someone else's help, and so I definitely get that from my father, like, just trying to figure out how to fix something and using the materials around me, um, and my mother, is a creative in a different way. My mother um, worked in event planning and uh, banquets and things like that. So she can definitely put a party together and make sure the decorations and the table settings are very neat. So I think I got my, I don't want to say pickiness, but like I'm very Uh, particular on how things are set up and looking and the display and my mother has always taught me like your first impressions are very important so always making sure that I'm put together and my clothing is put together and things like that so I get a lot from both of my parents
0: Mm -hmm. and when it comes to fashion did you see that as a form of self-expression
1: I definitely saw fashion as a form of expression because I didn't see clothing in my size, and I would see everyone else who was smaller than me have their own personal style while I was going to school, and I always felt that I didn't have any style because I was always wearing something that was supposedly complementing my figure. Um, Of course, when I was younger, my mother bought a lot of my clothes, and she would buy, you know. Pinstripe button-down collared shirts for me. the The stripes had to go vertical and not horizontal. And she would put me in a lot of clothing that were meant for older women and not very age appropriate for me. Um, so I was kind of stuck in this cookie cutter, like look that my mother would give me until I started making my own money. Then that's when I started, you know, exploring different brands and trying to find clothing that fit me, but that still gave me the space to have my personal style and form of, um, personal or how do I say express my style and who I am Mm
0: -hmm. and I'm so glad you brought that up because you know I'm sure at that time too there was an Instagram and those ways to like find that form of inspiration
1: and so the only thing that was around was my space Facebook was around but I wasn't into it just at that time
0: yeah and it wasn't like a platform where you'd go and find like fashion inspiration I'm sure yeah no
1: the only place that I had to shop was either Walmart, Target, Torrid, or Lynn Bryan.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I want to ask you that, too, because I know you have a new fashion line coming out, and I want to ask about that, too, later in the episode. But first, I want to ask if you felt like there was enough representation. I know you talked about it in general, but do you think that's something that inspired you to start your line now?
1: Definitely. Not having enough representation in the plus-size community yeah or the fashion industry definitely inspired me to want to be a plus-size designer. Um, When I was 16 years old, I got my first job at Torrid, which is a plus-size clothing store, more of my age. And I remember working there and not having the style that I wanted and just seeing women come in and personally help them shop and feel confident in what they're wearing it really pushed me to test my fashion style and be able to come up with new outfits that complemented my figure and then helping other women out really just allowed me to explore where plus size fashion could be you know listening to clients and their wants and needs and also my wants and needs really pushed me to create my own line because I wasn't seeing that happening in the plus size industry and I had worked that toward for about five years until I decided to quit and pursue my own clothing line because I was tired of this company just reproducing styles that worked w- Worked for them over the years and just changed the color and not giving us plus size women anything fashion forward that could push our fashion to the edge. Um, I was always seeing the trendy clothing on straight size women and never in plus size. I always felt like we were years behind.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's so great to hear that you learned so much from being from working there for five years because I think in general all those experiences lead up to what you're doing now. And people don't always realize that. Like if you weren't working there for five years, maybe you wouldn't have learned like what people like and heard all that feedback. And so I'm sure that inspired you to start your online, right? Right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm hearing it first from the consumer, what it is that they want and need and how they want to feel was the most important thing. I wanted my customer to feel Feel comfortable in the clothing and not have to suffer just to be fashionable
0: mm-hmm, definitely and so I know you won project runway season 14 which is amazing and I'm curious as to what inspired you to apply and how did you even gain up that courage to do so because I'm sure that can be really intimidating but can you lead us from working at tour for five years to project runway so what happened in between then
1: um, in between them, I at the end of 2011, I quit my two jobs that I was working in retail to fully dedicate my time to my brand. I was working outside of my parents' garage um, for a few years. And I had ended up in a point where I wasn't able to put money back into my business and fully support myself as un- self-employed and having a business and trying to get it off the ground and pro- producing everyone's orders. And I was just a one man business. Like it it was so extremely hard um, that I went back into retail. Um, I really felt like, okay, if I'm going to continue on this journey of my company that I still needed to keep my ear to the ground, which was being in retail and learning so much more. And so I got a job at Gap doing, um, window displays and mannequins and styling more and then i also one of my dreams was to always go to cosmetology school and because that wasn't in my plan anymore i decided to get a job at sephora to learn a lot more about makeup and hair um because i could always use the knowledge of how to style things and how to style after i did that for a few months During that time of me quitting and going back into retail, I had applied for a few reality shows, didn't make it. I remember Project Runway was on the list of applying to and I kind of had to make a decision like, do I put everything that I have on the line and apply for Project Runway or do I continue on for another year or two with my business just to build it to a point where I feel confident enough to apply? So this was back in 2012, 13, I believe, that I first got The application to apply and I kind of denied it. So then when 2015 came around, I had two jobs and I was still working out of my parents' garage. And my grandmother had, my grandmother who taught me how to sew had just passed away. And I rem I literally two days after she passed away, I received an email to apply for Project Runway. And I believed I was still on their mail email list to Um, for designers who were interested in applying in the show and so they had emailed me and I remember working in the garage at that time receiving it and I had one of my cousins who was helping me um, cut orders out and I remember telling her like I just received an email and I start reading it and I start reading all the prizes that um, you would get if you won the show and I kind of just looked at her and was like I don't think I could do this. Like I, I don't know if I'm strong enough at this very moment or you know that prize is way out of my league. Like I don't I don't I don't have enough confidence to think that I can make it that far. And she had told me like you have you have everything that it takes to be on this show. Think about how how much your grandmother wanted you to go on this show and I'll help you fill out the application and do everything that you need to do to try to get a live audition. And so we worked on that and I got a call back to come in um, to Los Angeles and do a live audition in front of um, past contestants and things like that. And it, it took about three auditions to get a call back a month later that I had made it on the show. And once I received that call, I had one month to get my life together, quit all my jobs, finish up um, any pending orders that I had in my business to officially get ready to compete
0: that's incredible. And thank you for being honest about how hard it was to even apply and after your grandma. And I'm so sorry. That must have been so difficult, but also so beautiful that you used her life in that way to continue and to, you know follow your path, which is I'm sure she would have loved to see you do, which is amazing. And so when were you on the show and you realized, okay, this is something I can do? Like, when did you gain that confidence? Because I'm sure you must have dealt with imposter syndrome. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it just sounds like it could be such a difficult thing to go through. So how did you gain that
1: confidence? I don't think I gained that confidence until I came back home after filming all I don't know how many challenge, I think 10 challenges we had, or 12 challenges. Basically, I didn't have the confidence until I came back home after they told me that I was going to be on on um, Fashion Week. So basically, we film all 12 challenges leading up to Fashion Week, and then they give us $9,000 six weeks to go back home and to create a 10 look collection. And so it wasn't until I came back home that I was able to reflect and be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm literally (laughs) going to fashion week, I made it all the way up to this point. And I couldn't believe it because I had so much doubt in myself competing week after week. I mean, We film the show for six weeks. So that means that we have, we film anywhere from two to three episodes a week. So when you're on the show, you really have no time to reflect or look back or celebrate a win or anything like that because your mind is just go, go, go. And any little time that you have to rest, you rest.
0: Mm -hmm. And how do you not deal with like burnout in those moments? Because I'm sure it's like a really stressful situation and everyone's competing. Like, how do you struggle with those hard days?
1: I mean, the only thing that I could do was constantly ask myself, do you see yourself anywhere else but here at this very moment? Like, um, At the time when I had got on Project Runway, I was living in my sister's house and working out of her garage and things like that. And for some reason, I always had, when I was on the show, I had this picture of me driving back on my sister's driveway back to her house. And I was like, that's not where I want to be. I want to be here at this very moment. So that right there just motivated me to put everything that I had on the line because I just knew that I didn't want to go back to the life that I once had, and that there was no purpose for me to be home. the The only place that I needed to be was there, and just do everything that I had, like that I could do to continue on the show and um, praying a lot. Um, I'm not very religious or anything, and I don't speak about it a lot because that's something that I hold very close to myself. But every day, every morning, every time I walked up to the stage, um, any moment that I I needed to feel close to God or my grandmother, I would always pray to them and just ask for my grandmother to give me the courage, creativity, and... um, What was it? Courage, creativity, and and like energy to continue that journey that I was on.
0: That's beautiful. And I'm so appreciative of you being honest and vulnerable about this because for me or anyone who watches a show like that, or we see people who are like influential and doing what they love, you know, we wouldn't think... That they're feeling this way, or that they're struggling so much, or they ha- or they feel self doubt, and I think everyone struggles with self doubt, even CEOs and people who seem to be really influential. So, do you think having that support system in your life, you know, you're you sound really lucky to have had such an incredibly supportive family, and so do you think that's something that has been helpful? And how important do you believe it is to find that community? So, even if someone doesn't have say they're in fashion and their family doesn't support them, maybe to find people and friends who are in the fashion industry as well.
1: I, I, for so long, I've believed in that your family doesn't have to be your family. Your family is the community that you build around you. They don't have to be blood. They could just, they can be anyone that you considered close to you that feels like family um I've always believed in that and I'm so thankful to have a huge family but also to have a big community of people who I can call my family
0: Mm -hmm. and that's so important I completely agree and so when you won the show do you do you think leading up to it you expected to or you knew like okay this is very possible now or was it a complete shock like how did you feel in that moment
1: It was a complete shock to me um, because I felt like I was competing against amazing, talented designers and we all deserve to win. Um, But it wasn't until we were being finally critiqued at the last moment of the judging that I kind of felt like, okay, I could either be the runner up or I could be the winner. Um, But I didn't want to get too ahead of myself. I didn't want to be naive or anything like that. Like, I felt so strong about my collection. I had told myself before they announced the winner, like, either way, if I don't win, I truly believe that I have done enough for this plus size community. I was the first designer on Project Runway and at New York Fashion Week to create a plus-size line and have it walk down New York Fashion Week with plus-size models. That enough or that alone was enough for me to know that I'm enough and that what I'm doing is right. And for them to call out each designer and tell them that they didn't win... And it was just me and Kelly up there. I, oh my gosh, I was sweating bullets. I remember the back of my knees sweating and my (laughs) palm of my hands so clammy. And when they had announced the runner up, which was Kelly, I just remembered like this instant flashback of all the moments that I have had where. I was struggling, didn't think I was going to make it, having sleepless nights to get everything done, like everything that I had ever put on the line finally felt like it was paying off at that moment. And also trying to keep myself from not crying because I wanted them to announce that I won and just be excited after that moment, not to um, jinx anything or anything like that.
0: That sounds so amazing and that kind of moment when you realize everything pays off and that that was all worth it I'm sure that felt incredible and so many people are in that situation where maybe they feel like what they're doing isn't moving they're not moving forward or they don't see the results and they may be in that situation you were before so what advice would you give to someone who is maybe working on a passion or dream or maybe they're still figuring out what they want to do and they just feel kind of stagnant what advice would you give to them?
1: to be patient. I've always felt like the more I pressure something that I want, sometimes it's not the right moment for it to happen. And I truly believe that God puts things in your pathway or closes certain doors and opens new doors for you for a reason because there's certain times in your life where he can see that you can handle things or you can't handle things. And I think that he truly put Project Runway in my life at that very moment because he knew that I could handle it versus if I would have done Project Runway before my grandmother had passed. Like losing my grandmother was one of the toughest things that I ever had to go through. And if I didn't go through that, Before Project Runway, I don't think I would have been able to do what I did on Project Runway. I was in a feeling of being numb to emotions, but I had so much emotion at the same time, if that made sense. Like, I didn't feel like anything could break me but myself. So people Mm -hmm. around me, I couldn't allow them to affect who I was. Like, Like, I learned so much about myself on Project Runway than I have ever. Like, I, I just felt like the timing was just right for everything. And that's what I want to tell back to people that timing is everything. And sometimes we just have to be patient and not to give up on something that we believe in. So truly.
0: Mm-hmm. And even just the fact that you were able to create something so beautiful from your pain. And I really do believe that, you know, there's something that great that can come from pain if you really let that light in and you find that opportunity. And so do you think that pain of losing your grandma helped you even just with your being creative and in all the stuff that you did? Do you think that inspired you?
1: Definitely, because I told myself if I could go through losing her, that I could go through anything and that me being on the show was showing me that if I put my mind to it, if I focus, if I if I cancel everything that's going around my life and I just fully dedicate myself to this, that I could do it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I like that you say that in a way that you have a bigger purpose than just winning the show, which is obviously an incredible thing. But you mentioned too, before you won, you told yourself, you know, I did so much and I've helped so many people made an impact so that even if you didn't win, you know, that doesn't define you. It's not just about that title. It's about what you do in those moments. How do you not depend on external validation? Because when it comes to creative work, I think, you know, if someone doesn't like our work or leaves a bad comment or whatever it is, it's very easy to get discouraged because our creative work is very personal. So how have you worked through that?
1: Um, honestly, it's, taken years to get to that point. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, everything was, you know, beautiful after Project Runway. You know, I was very depressed and had a lot of I was not confident after Project Runway. I mean, being torn apart on stage and national television and all these things that I went through just left, like, I got the life sucked out of me. And I felt like I was left at my lowest point when I should have been happy. I should have, you know, having all this celebration because I had just won this national television show that I had always dreamt of being on as a little girl and um, just coming off of it and trying to show people that I can still do it, it really took a toll on me and I wasn't able to do what I needed to do creativity-wise, like produce a collection that really felt like people could resonate and i felt like i was really allowing people's criticism and opinions affect what i was designing and i had to tell myself like the reason why people loved your designs originally was because You didn't put any thought behind what are people going to think. You always created what you wanted to see in the industry. And that's what people want from me. And I had to remind myself, I had to remind myself not to listen to all the negative comments and not allow the negative comments to weigh out all the positive comments. So I've really been training my mind or rewiring my mind to think that way for the past few years and not allow the negative comments to affect me and how I'm designing.
0: Mm-hmm. And those feelings are completely valid because I think a lot of people think when you win something like that or you have this huge accomplishment, you have to be really happy and on cloud nine forever. But if anything, I imagine that that puts more pressure on you, so do you think you felt imposter syndrome? You felt like, I don't, I don't know how to live up to this or how to go up from here?
1: Yeah, it definitely felt like that because I was allowing people's opinions to affect me. I felt like I had to continue acting like that person that I was on television when that person on television was hurt, scared, not confident, but surviving off of all of that adrenaline And I think people were expecting to still see that person, and my family and friends all were expecting something from me, and I couldn't live up to their expectations, so that hurt a lot of people around me. And it wasn't like I was being rude or anything, I just didn't know how to give them my time and attention, because my time and attention was everywhere else because I had to hold myself up to this persona that everybody else wanted and fulfilling contracts. I mean, I had signed a a, a contract for eighteen months with um, the biggest company, JC Pennies, where I got to create four collections with them. And I remember I would constantly be out of town, flying to New York or. Texas or anywhere around the world and would only be coming home on the weekends to change my bags and then starting the next day I would be out traveling never home and the people who were closest around me didn't know how to accept that or deal with the fact that Ashley is no longer Ashley And because they had a hard time dealing with that, I had an even harder time dealing with myself and I just sunk myself into depression. And I was unhappy with my weight and how I felt constantly that I had a lot of PTSD after Project Runway and really understanding that I have ownership of myself and my health and my body and what can I do to get myself healthier and more positive. And so for the past three or four years, that's what I have been working on after Project Runway.
0: I completely agree. I think the more success you have, you're going to have more problems. People think It's so glamorous. And I think a lot of people fear success. I've talked about this with people. They fear success because that can scare those around them in their life. And that may change dynamics. and That may change what they're used to. And change is scary. The unknown is scary. So it definitely, if it's a completely new thing. And so I appreciate you being honest about that and saying, you know, it's not easy. It comes with struggles. And there will be people in your life who May not understand, and you may lose relationships. And that's just part of being authentic and true to yourself.
1: It definitely is. But I, I say all these things not to scare anyone else. But to show that I was at my lowest point, I was very vulnerable and I still did what I did. And I'm still thankful for everything that I've gone through. Like, I don't regret going on the show. I don't regret being depressed. I don't regret any of those things because if I didn't go through those things, I would not be in the place that I am today being able to reanalyze the way that I think and change that to be a better person and to have a better business.
0: Oh 100%, I definitely agree. I don't I don't think anyone would necessarily be scared of as opposed to appreciating the truth behind it and realizing because if anything, I think a lot of people, they aim for a win or specific success, a specific goal to kind of complete them. And they think that's the answer. Like once they're there, they'll be happy. And for you to say like me winning was amazing, but that doesn't like fix everything and solve everything. Your life's not perfect after that. You still need to go through real life. You still need to reflect on what you're doing. And I think that's the beautiful part of life. And being honest about that inspires others to be realistic and to also work on other parts of their lives as opposed to trying to reach for one destination and I think that's important do you think you've ever felt that way like I talk about destination syndrome a lot and feeling like once you get that or once you have this many sales or you win this competition everything will
1: be fixed definitely I mean I remember working out of my parents garages and going to an affordable therapist that I can, like literally going to a student therapist that was $10 every session. Like I did what I can to be able to talk to somebody. I mean, I fully feel like therapy is the best gift that you can give yourself because you can't figure everything out on your own. You need someone to talk to. So my point is like, I was able to get a therapist and I would talk to them and tell them like, or they would ask me like, what what would make you happy? And I said, it would make me happy if I had money for my business or I can get my business here or if I could create a collection. Like I would name all these things that would make me happy. And so when I got off of Project Runway, I would reflect and like realize Ashley, you have everything you've ever wanted that you've ever talked to a therapist about and why aren't you happy? And that's when I had to realize that I could have everything that I want in this world, but I have to fix myself and my attitude and my health, my mental health in order to be happy. I can't have these... Um, these materialistic things or I can't have somebody tell me how amazing I am in order to make myself happy. I have to make my, like I have to do it myself. I have to dig deep in.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing. If you're not happy internally, like no matter what happens on the outside, you're still going to feel that way. If you're not happy with yourself and everyone tells you you have the best line, you still may feel horrible about yourself. It's really about working on the inside, no one else can do that for you. So I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: Coming off of Project Runway and fulfilling all the success and, you know, traveling around the world and being able, every time I hit a milestone in my life, that first year after I got off of Project Runway, I remember my manager, who's my mentor, amazing person, had asked me, How do you feel? You just, you had another milestone or this is another breakthrough. Like, how do you feel? And all I could tell him is that I was numb. And that that was the biggest wake up call to realize that I emotionally could not feel anything every time I hit a huge, milestone in my life. And that scared me because I knew that this wasn't forever and that I needed to do something in my life to be able to enjoy what it is that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. And isn't that crazy? I think a lot of people deal with that where they finally get to where they want to be and they don't feel that way they want to feel or if anything they're like okay on to the next thing and it's really people aren't as present do you think you've struggled with that like not being present in that moment and feeling that joy
1: yes I have when I was in basically in a really bad place in my life of depression where I didn't know what to do with myself when I worked in my studio I was there But once I was done with work, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I would find myself sleeping through the weekends because I had nothing to do, nobody to see. Like I just I did I couldn't get out of bed. And it just was a horrible time for myself that I knew I needed help and I knew that I needed to do something to change my life. And I just didn't even know where to start. And I thank my manager for really helping me and not giving up. On me when I was at my lowest mm-hmm.
0: And that's why I love this show and I love having these conversations because for anyone else Looking at anyone on instagram like we Compare so often and we think other people have the perfect life Or that I need to reach this to be happy And so do you think you've struggled with that? Like whether that is over social media or in general Comparison
1: comparison is a joy killer and and when I heard that it really resonated with me because we're all somehow addicted to our phones and addicted to social media and I remember talking to this about to my therapist and telling her like why is it every time I go on Instagram or social media I get in this horrible attitude like this mood like I feel like I'm not enough and I realized that I continued to compare myself to other people I was seeing on social media and also realizing that I wasn't in a place in my life where I wanted to be or I would see certain influencers or designers get certain jobs and I was like why am I not getting this job am I not good enough and I just I would really communicate to my therapist about all these things and she was like you need to back off of social media you need to get off of it and I would argue back with her that I couldn't because it's my job it's my life and I really had to come I had to meet her halfway and basically tell her you know what I'm gonna start unfollowing the people who make me feel a certain way Or start curating my social media to just seeing things that are more inspirational than making me feel a certain way. And um, overall, I just had to really not allow myself to compare to anyone else. Because I'm pretty sure other people were comparing themselves to where I was in my success. And so I just really needed to change the way that I think, versus what I need, what I want, and what I expect. And so it's something that I can't say that I'm fully, I don't do it anymore. But it's something that I am aware of. And I know when to catch it and how to change my perspective on things.
0: Definitely. And I think that's most important. I don't think anyone can easily just kind of stop feeling that way it's we're human you know it's an ongoing process but to have that self-awareness and to reflect on it that is most important so that's amazing that you do and so I completely can relate to the whole idea of comparing yourself with other people's successes like I realize that there's an abundance of success but still when I see someone who's younger than me doing what I want to do or you know maybe they have a certain success that I feel like I'm behind it, it Definitely can hurt. And so, how important do you believe it is to trust the process of your unique journey? Because not everyone needs to go to school at all or at this age or get a house or get married by this time. Like, how important do you believe it is to really trust your journey?
1: I mean, I've definitely been super lucky to have found success or find a career that I am passionate about at a very, very young age. I think it's a double-edged sword, (laughs) if you ask me, because it's great to have success at a young age and to know your pathway, but it's also harder to keep going your dreams and everything that you have. But at the same time, I'm glad that it all happened the way that it did. And it also inspires me to see people who are much older than me to still find success Um, meaning like if they're in their late 30s or 40s and they're barely taking off that shows me that they work so hard in their life and they never gave up and their dreams are finally coming true like that to me is inspiring and motivating all at the same time like i just think that the younger generation who's found success were very lucky um, because they had a niche that was not being served and they were lucky enough to find it. Um, so I think things all happen for a reason for cer- in certain times of people's lives and where they find success. So I think it all just depends on the person and where they are and when it's their time. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any rules to it um or anything like that if that makes sense
0: definitely stories like that inspire me as well and it's crazy to think that some people can actually be discouraged because they see someone who is successful or really influential and they don't see the years and the years and the decades of work they put in that no one else saw
1: working on this since I was a senior in high school and I never took any years off I went straight to school like it, it all just depends on somebody's drive, motivation, their maturity level, how professional they are. Like, I've been training myself for this for years. And so I just really think that everyone has their own unique story, unique situation. And when their time is, that's when it is. And not to compare themselves to other young, successful people.
0: How vital do you think it is to practice self-compassion? Like maybe on days where you get like a mean comment or maybe you're not really happy with your creative work, how do you stay compassionate with yourself on those days?
1: I'm really not too sure. I mean, if I get a bad comment or something, normally I like to laugh it off um, because I just think it's funny that Whatever your opinion is, is that you really think that I care or you really think that you needed to say something. Um, So it just, it kind of makes me laugh. Like I remember I received an email one time and... I didn't know the person who emailed me or anything, but they felt the need to tell me that they think that Kelly should have won and that my designs were horrible and that I promote an unhealthy lifestyle. And to me, that just made me laugh so much because I was like, I can't believe that you think that these words are going to affect me in somehow. Like I had the The power of not allowing any of that to affect me Um, but for day-to-day it's really hard I mean I'm not gonna lie I do struggle at times and at moments where I don't feel like I'm doing enough but then I have to sit in my studio and realize this empire that I have built in the time frame from, from Project Runway and how I didn't have any of this less than five years ago and how because of one decision that I made, this is all come forward to everywhere, everything that I've ever wanted. Yeah, very important. I mean, it doesn't have, I mean, I feel this way very often when I'm not doing enough, but I just have to remember that as a creative person, we all struggle with the same thing.
0: Definitely. I think, you know, the more success we have too, the more we feel like we have to keep doing and live up to it and do better. And so it's a lot of pressure, but I think you're doing amazing. And I so appreciate how authentic you are in your work. And even just sharing your story, that inspires so many people, I'm sure. And so this whole show is about living your most authentic life. And I know that means something different for everyone, but I want to ask you what does living your most authentic life mean to you?
1: Is being in the now really just being in in the moment and not worrying about what other people think or what are other people doing. Um, And loving yourself, remembering to take care of yourself and to speak from the heart. Um, I think that's truly being my authentic self. I don't know how to be any other way because I've always been taught to be in the moment and just to speak from the heart when I don't know what to say.
0: I love that. And so I want to ask you now about your plus size line and can you tell us a little more about it and how you want people to feel when they try on your
1: clothes. So I create plus size clothing from the size ranges from 14 to a 28 And my mission is to create clothing for plus size or fashion forward plus size women who aren't afraid at taking risk. Um, I create pieces that are more of a statement pieces that allow the customer to style it in their authentic, stylish way. Um, I create a lot of pieces that are form-fitting or that are see-through. And I just love this this um, piece of, of layering pieces on top of each other and manipulating different silhouettes and things like that. So I really design and how can I be innovated and different and how can I design silhouettes that are complementing to all body shapes and to also make the customer feel comfortable in what they're wearing and not have to struggle with the garment throughout the day
0: i love that i will make sure to include all your information in the description of this episode but can you just give us an idea of where listeners can give you a follow and where they can purchase clothes from the line
1: you can follow me on instagram twitter and Facebook and YouTube at Ashley Nell Tipton. And my website is ashleynelltipton.com. And at this very moment, we are recreating some of our favorite pieces from my Project Runway finale show, The Winning Collection. We're actually recreating three pieces from that line. Um, and it's being catered, or basically we're creating it made to order to people's measurements instead of following a size chart we really feel like garments should be meant to make into people's measurements and so you can find this exclusive collection at bellodonna.com i can actually text you the information but we're super excited to finally be releasing these pieces to to our audience and Basically, just see how they um, take this collection, because I know that so many people have loved it and wanted to purchase it. And three years or four years later, we are now doing it.
0: Incredible. Well, thank you so much for being here, Ashley, and for being such an amazing example of living your truth. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Tara, for giving me this opportunity and this time and space to do this. I really enjoyed it. And you've asked so many great questions that I've never been asked before. And I truly feel like your viewers can see a different side of me um, versus what they've seen on TV.
0: isn't Ashley amazing and so honest and vulnerable? For someone who is where she is and who's accomplished so much, she could not be more down to earth and open about the reality that comes with her successes, the good and the bad, and just being real. And I appreciate that more than anything. You know, it could be easy for her to come here and say, my life is perfect. I won Project Runway and everything's great. I'm so happy, this and that. But You know, she shared the good parts of it, but she was also honest in saying that it's not everything that it seems. So many of us reach for this destination, kind of like my first episode I have recorded on destination syndrome and how many of us, we put this goal, we put this idea in mind of what we want. And it's great to have goals. It's great to look towards the future and work towards them, but to not expect our lives to be solved once something happens. So once we win this, once we get this much money, once we get this job. Because life is so much more than that. If we don't do the internal work, we can live in the biggest house in the world. We can be doing everything we imagine, but we could still be so unhappy. And I'm not saying that's the case for Ashley. If anything, she expressed how incredible her life has been. She was also honest in saying that, you know, I've been there, I've seen what it's like at the top, and that's not the answer. It's amazing, it's helpful, it's, you know, it changes your life in many ways, but there's so much more you have to work on than just. Career, status, fame, external validation and approval, and that's something I try to remind myself every day. As I'm doing this, and I try to be creative, I think Ashley is so inspiring to me for that reason because she just made smart choices that led her to where she is. If she didn't apply to Project Runway that season, her route would have been different, and I'm sure it would be great, but it wouldn't be the same. Go for certain things in life. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to talk to that's going to change your life what opportunity is going to change your life you just never know patience which is huge which is you know for me it was something i had to hear even just with this podcast and my life and just being a certain age it's so easy to get frustrated to feel like you have to be somewhere specific like i'm turning 25 next week There are certain parts of my life where I feel like, oh, like I expected to be here by this point or have this done or accomplished or I just imagine certain things would be different. And instead of being hard on myself, to be patient and trust that this is my journey. My life is so much more than my first 25 years. And so a big takeaway for me was that if you want something great in your life that's different than what you have now or you wanna be someone different, That comes with change and change scares a lot of people in our lives. There will be people who understand, who want to see you grow, who want to support you in that way. And then there will be people who are scared out of their minds, seeing you take the next step, seeing you grow in that way, seeing you change, not having the same amount of time with you, not seeing the same old version of you that they know. But you have to trust yourself. If that's what you want, you have to be okay with upsetting people. You have to be okay with not being liked by everyone by not pleasing everyone's needs. It's a part of it. It's a part of that success. I just love having these conversations with people and getting to know who they are at their deep core, as opposed to what you see on TV, even what you see on their Instagram or what you see presented. It was such a pleasure chatting with Ashley. She was just so kind, so genuine, and I love what she promotes to self-acceptance. She has self-acceptance workshops, which I absolutely love, so if you want to learn more about Ashley, you can follow her on Instagram at Ashley Nell Tipton and her Instagram for her designs at Ashley Nell Tipton Designs. You can also visit her website, AshleyNellTipton.com. So pretty easy, all the ways to find her online are just her full name, Ashley Nell Tipton, and I will make sure to include all that information in the description of this episode. Along with my info, you can follow me at tar.mont or the Instagram for the podcast, at Trust and Thrive, which I definitely would recommend following more than anything because I post quotes, I post takeaways, I post audio clips, I post pretty much the best of the best from each episode. And I just want to thank you for being here I've been doing a lot of reflecting and honestly I'm I'm kind of making this decision right now. I'm deciding this sounds so dramatic, but for me it just feels so weird to take a week off of the podcast. I did it when I first started the show around in 2018, the end of the year, around Christmas, I took a week or two off, but I didn't take any time off last year. I posted an episode every single week and I just feel like I need one week. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking one week off as my birthday present. I know that sounds odd because it's not like a drag. I obviously love doing this and I'm super passionate about it. My boyfriend's taking me out of town, so I just want to enjoy it. going to be going to the snow and I told myself I could record an episode. I could get it ready up until then, but I really want to take next week off to not worry about posting and to just be present. I'll still be posting on the Instagram account. And so I will be back the following week with an episode. It sounds so dramatic. I feel like I'm canceling the whole show the way I'm saying it. But just to me, I'm so used to being consistent every week. And I don't really take weeks off from posting. Even around Christmas, New Year's, I've been posting every week. If anything, I want to take my birthday off so that I can come back the following week even stronger. I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful two weeks. I will, I think it'll be the 30th of January that I'm back. So stay up to date and I will catch you all not next week, but the following Thrive Thursday.